Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Sean Michael Doty. He's a former Olympian and the founder of Track Athletics. So welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic today. Excited to be on here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I love talking to other trainers. It's always fun to converse with somebody that has the same kind of ideas and does the same thing that I do. So um, talking about talking about the same things is fun. But um, why don't you go into who you are, what you do, and uh, how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so a little brief background on me uh, i'm a former athlete uh, college athlete um, who went down the road of exercise science exercise physiology in college and probably held every job in exercise and fitness that there was from all the way to being a personal trainer to being a college professor um, to being a lecturer to being you know someone who trained olympic level athletes um, and team canada at different various points in the career um, so held kind of all those positions um, and really kind of niched into adult strength conditioning as a way to help as many people as I could kind of see the benefits um, that I'd seen throughout my career with exercise, um, whether that was recovering from setbacks and injuries or, you know, the adversity of just training, um, as well as, you know, how it improved my life, my relationships with my family and friends. And so wanted to give everyone the opportunity to kind of see the same changes um, that I had seen, you know, training high level athletes to, you know, just regular uh, adults trying to, again, to live their best life, whether that was through, you know, hikes, walks, things like that for them, or being able to just show up on a daily basis, not feeling completely exhausted and fatigued. So what made you decide after everything you've done to actually open your own brick and mortar? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, again, I, I looked into the process. So I had, you know, gone from being in universities teaching um, and at a very young age, you know, learned uh, the low man on the totem pole was out, um, always thinking of, you know, that as the equation got into, you know, small group facility, um, and then really found out from there that I wanted to become a bigger part of it into the ownership and things like that. And so I'd really taken off with a couple that I've worked with, Dave and Lauren, um, who owned the facility to begin with, and she was an Olympic softball pitcher, and we had kind of met up bringing things together. And so then um, establishing that, yeah, I wanted to take this to the next level for people. I really wanted to continue to grow, you know, what we started and, and kind of build that into a place where just adults could really, you know, see the difference. You know, I've got a bunch of busy parents and my parents were busy parents themselves who, you know, struggled to find time at, you know, various points in their life to get fitness and exercise in. And I saw that impact on them and wanted to create a space where in our community here in Akron, we could really, you know, improve upon that for people and give them an efficient, effective workout spot that had the accountability of being class-based so that they knew they could get themselves into a rhythm and routine and make it fun. So they enjoyed the process as well. How do you think that you, you 
as an individual and you as a coach help to integrate people to fit fitness into their busy schedule? I know, you know, as a business owner myself, it's difficult for me to actually fit into my schedule, my workout. So I'm sure it's difficult for you as well to actually schedule that into your workouts. But how do you, how do you get that into, into your schedule? How do you get people to fit it into their schedule and really, and really make it a part of their lives? Yeah, I think something I've been talking about a lot lately with people is this idea of, you know, quality versus quantity. I think we get so set in on, you know, the time that we have in a day and, and everyone gets the same adage, you know, there's the same 24 hours, there's the same time frame and everyone gets it and someone else can do it and you can't. But I think there's a difference when you start breaking it down to, you know, what's the quality of the time that you're getting. So for me, it comes into what is kind of the return on investment for me in making that hour of space, you know, or 45 minutes of space for my workout that day? And what am I going to get out of it? And so for me, you know, there's just, uh, I mean, an avalanche of research to suggest that both cognitively, creatively, physiologically, like I am going to be a better version of myself, both as a person, a husband, and as a business owner, if I take that time and invest it to up the quality of everything else I do. So it's kind of like a multiplier in my mind. So I've been speaking a lot about that recently, you know, like thinking of it in terms of you're creating all this depth of quality, you know, space for yourself to be the best version of you, not just, you know, the workout is only physical, but like, again, as a business owner, you know, the creativity dealing with the stress management of it, dealing with everything else, I'm going to be much less angsty when something goes sideways, when an employee's sick, when, you know, uh, something didn't go right, when there's an expense we weren't, you know, expecting something breaks, whatever it may be, you know, handling those situations, I'm going to be much more the version of myself I would hope to be when I'm exercising and creating that time for myself. And again, I think about it in terms of the depth of quality I'm getting, not necessarily what I'm, you know, giving up in terms of time, just like we do with our nutrition as well, you know, thinking that through, right? There's quick, fast food that you can bang and get, and but, you know, 10 minutes later, either you're still hungry or you feel kind of gross after it. And so creating that space to have, you know, healthy food and the depth of quality there, very similar experience to how I think about fitness and, and fitting in a workout for myself and for other busy parents, you know, uh, I've talked about it before with them on, again, that quality of time that you're going to get to spend with your kids. If you go up the hour now, but the other choice was that you were only going to be involved in, you know, two hours of sitting on the couch next to them, as opposed to being physically able to run around, chase them, play games, throw catch because you've done your physical fitness. I think those are the things that I remember, you know, as a kid with my parents not what movie we watched together sitting on the couch or something. Oh man, dad was exhausted. So we didn't do anything. I remember the days, you know, when mom took me out back and showed me how to, you know, build things in the deck. And, and when dad took me and played catch, like those opportunities to engage get so more tied in. And so if you want to be the version of yourself that still is able to do that, you've got to create that quality of space for yourself by getting physical fitness in a regular routine. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is mindset too. You have to think of things differently. You know, I think we think, oh, fast food is quick, right? But okay, think about going through the drive-through and picking up your food. Okay, that really doesn't take 10 minutes. It takes about 30 minutes of your time. 
when if you have food in your refrigerator and you're cooking food, it takes about 30 minutes of your time. Now you have something good, you have something healthier, you have something you made, you know what it is, and it's probably going to taste better anyway and be more filling, you know? I mean, I made dinner last night in 30 minutes. It, I had it all in my refrigerator and usually I have it, it, ingredients in my fridge. Who knows what it is? I can throw something together really quick. You know, it doesn't always have to be it doesn't always have to be the most nutritious meal. It can be something quick and easy, but it's not fast food. That's just pure crap, right? But it's it's the mindset of how you think of it. I don't think about my workouts as giving up time. I'm not giving up an hour on the couch. What? That's not giving up my time. That's That's trading time. I'm trading an hour on the couch for a workout, but I want that time. I want an hour of time in the gym because I want that hour of time back at the end of my life. You know, I'm I'm trading that time for the end of my life to be healthy, to have more time, to be healthier, to be able to walk straight, to be able to stand, to be able to not be in a walker or a wheelchair or in the hospital or or sick. You know, those are things that are important to me. Those are the things that I think about because you know, if you're healthy now, you're not going to be sick later, or you are able to recover better later. You're able to recover better from injury. You're able to recover better from sickness. You have a better immune system. You may not get sick. You know, you have to think about those things as trading your time too, because time spent in the hospital is time spent away from your kids and your family, time spent away from work. So, I mean, those it's all about how you think about it. You know, how you think about cooking food. Cooking food at home could be time with your kids, you know, teaching your kids to cook. Maybe you don't know how to cook and you've never done it before, so you could learn and be learning with your kids as well. So mindset is definitely something um, as well. So it's not just it's not just quality because it's it's how you think about it. It's the quality of how you think about it, you know. <laughs> Um, how do you how do you help suggest to clients how to sustain a healthy lifestyle? So I think I think in this day and age where everything is such a quick fix, you know, six week challenges and you know thirty lose all this weight in thirty days. How do you how do you suggest that clients um, sustain their healthy lifestyle forever? How they make changes and really stick to it. Yeah, so I think about it in terms of um, the running joke when I talk about it with my sisters and stuff is, you know, um, the, the old movie uh, Knight's Tale uh, with Heath Ledger, you know, can a man change his stars was, you know, the big quote in that. And so I think a lot of it is talking to them about how do you change your identity, right? You become someone different, right? Because if you go into a 30-day challenge, and you want to lose 30 pounds or whatever it may be, you focus on that very minute time frame. And so you don't even ever consider the reality that you should be changing who you are, what you identify as to build a layer of lifestyle underneath it. And so I think for a lot of people, it is about you should be different. If you're taking on a challenge, whether it's 100 days, something like that, that the challenge is to change who you are by the end, not to change exactly what's on scale or something like that. You want to change what you fundamentally view as valuable to yourself, because maybe it is, again, that you overvalue your current need to sit on the couch and recover, even though fitness would help your future self be better, less sick, less often have injuries, less often feel exhausted. But you're, 
you're always valuing where you're at right now. And so to, again, start learning to value what you can become and the identity that you want to have, you know, I, I think I, I hear it a lot of times where, you know, something that they would have to give up, whether that's, you know, maybe ice cream uh, on a regular basis or dessert every night, like never want to give that up. Like that wouldn't be living to me. That's something that you have to redefine what successful living is to yourself. Cause it's the same thing as, you know, someone being a workaholic, if you can't ever walk away and you feel constantly at a lesser than if you're not working, you're not doing something, then there's an identity you're going to have to shift if you're going to make space for something else. And so we always kind of want to walk through that line of, you know, the 30 day challenge or six weeks or 12 weeks is a start point to ultimately take your identity to the next level. So if what got you into the door was that exciting idea of, hey, I've always wanted to lose that last five pounds or the last 10 pounds, and someone told me I could do it with them in six weeks, that's the start point to open the door to, hey, you can physically change yourself by exercise, by fitness, by nutrition. Now we need to mentally change that side of you that has kept you in those habits because it's something like 85% of people within a year have either gained all the way back or regained more weight than they've had. And it's because, again, there's not that long-term shift of what to value. You start revaluing current self, current habits, current belief patterns, as opposed to trying to break those slowly but surely with incremental habits. And I think for us, we try to layer on any time that we take someone through, you know, a new fitness routine, diet program, we try to layer on habit-based approach so that it becomes an automatic response to this is how I now identify myself. I am someone who works out three days a week, not just 30 days straight for the next weight loss goal that I've got to hit before a wedding. Like you want to become a different version of yourself. You want to change your stars in terms of what is your guiding light in terms of values. And so again, it comes down to starting to peel back that layer of your future self needs you to be guided forward versus what you immediately need right now. And, and that's part of the society we live in. Unfortunately, right now, instant gratification is everywhere. I can be two clicks away from anything I need, two days shipping for anything I want, but to, to slowly start peeling back and saying, let's value who you are five years from now and the capacity you have to become a completely different individual. And so really taking them through those steps and underneath layering habits, that'll make it so automatic that you start to identify yourself as that, I think is the biggest boon to people in terms of what they they need help with is, is realigning their identity. I love that you just touched on um, instilling incremental habits because what you have to think about is, is people's values are instilled in them from day one. These are things that you've done every single day, your entire life. So changing these habits are very, very, very hard. So, you know, eating ice cream every day, if that's something you do every day, it's probably something you've done every day for 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. Changing that over the course of 30 days is probably not going to happen. So you have to think about it in terms of, okay, let's not cut cold turkey. Let's, you know, maybe not eat it every day or just eat less every day or, you know, change some of these habits. So I think what people do, I don't, I don't think what people do. I know what people do is they want to go completely balls to the wall. Okay. I'm going to work out every single day. I'm going to eat 
perfectly, I'm going to do this, I'm going to cut this out, I'm going to cut this out, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then they're totally burnt out. And I've seen it time and time again, because, you know, you're trying to change every single thing you do all at once. And then you're like, this sucks. This isn't fun. You know, I cut out everything I love. I'm working out every day. I'm sore all the time. I'm exhausted all the time. But that's not the life that you were living before. And now you're trying to flip it 180 and do something completely different. You know, I, I try to tell people, you know, start slow. Start with one thing and then work from there. If you can make that a habit, then add from there. If you can go to the gym twice a week and make that a habit, great. Then add from there and then, you know, change one small thing and continue that because that's what's going to create your habits. You didn't start eating sorry, ice cream every single day. That. Oh, sorry. That was my Siri. <laughs> you didn't start eating ice cream every single day from day one. That's that's not a habit you created from the very beginning. That was something that started small. You ate ice cream once and you were like, I really like ice cream. And then you started eating it once a week and then probably you know, started doing it more and more and more. That's how habits are created. So you have to start from there and understand that that's how you're going to create that habit and make it long lasting. So, you know, I, it's, I, I always try to encourage that with clients because I, I really do see it time and time again. And it, it's difficult because you want to encourage them because they're so gung ho, but you know, you have to rein it in and be like, no, just, Take a step back, start from here. Consistency is absolutely king in the process. And so finding something that you can manage, not just for the 30 days, but for 90, 180, 360, something that you can maintain in the process is just so much more important in terms of longevity and quality. Like, again, it, the fascinating thing about you know, the science of it is yes, when we reduce weight, when we get in healthier ranges, 100%, there's all these boons and benefits of, you know, longevity and quality of health. But if that's only 30 days of your life, or only two years of your life that you choose to be within that, that doesn't extend for the rest of it. And so it becomes again, like, can you become the person who this is normalized for? Can you normalize the habit just like you did with, you know, maybe it was ice cream eating, maybe it was, uh, you know, a bowl of cereal every night before bed, whatever it was that was so normalized for you now, can you normalize the opposite side of it so that it's not weight gain right after a loss phase that eventually puts you in a position where you just think this is the cycle that you live in? is, well, I, I lose weight every summer and then I gain it back every fall and I go come back and forth, back and forth. Can you become the person that your habits aren't dictated by what's going on around you? You are in your identity all year round as you, the version of yourself that you want to be. And so I think, like you said, it's so important to have sustainable habits underlying it. You brush your teeth every day. Maybe it's your workout every other day whatever it may be for you. Maybe it's even only a 10, 15 minute walk to start a day, but something so simplistic that it doesn't become, again, like you said, a flip on its head this second that you've used all this willpower for 30 days to fight against who you are. And then you just crash and burn because you can't keep fighting willpower forever. It is an exhaustible resource for you each and every day to have the energy to go up against that. And so to make it more automated, to make it more consistent, starting slower, 
adding something that becomes low level energy. Once you've built a habit, then you can stack the next habit and the next habit that you want to do to build yourself ultimately where you want to go. Yeah. So as a former athlete, a teacher, a business owner, what would be your advice to achieve peak performance in all aspects of life? How do you, how do you achieve that and keep a well-rounded life? Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> oh, I, so I think you, you can, but you have to, you have to balance what you're optimizing for. I think that's the thing. I don't think, you know, I think peak performance is like this temporary time frame where everything is lining up for one. And I think we go through phases as normal adults in our life, you know, of what is important, what are we optimizing for? And so I think, you, you know, keeping that anchoring point in mind, whatever it may be, whether it is you are career focused at that point in your life. And so you want to dedicate extra time outside of work for your career growth you know, optimizing towards that without forgetting, again, that that underlying level of health and wellness needs to be there, right? Like, you can't add more hours at work if you're going to be sick more often. You can't add more hours if you're going to be fatigued more often. If you, you know, die out of it because you don't have the energy or the endurance or the stamina. So you have to keep a level of fitness throughout to keep your peak performance. But I think when it comes to, you know, what is important at that time, you have to start optimizing the things in your life to make it better. And so to do that, again, underlyingly, there needs to be some form of strength conditioning, you know, endurance training, you need to have something that continues to grow with it, so that you can improve over time, because body's the laziest thing in the world, it only wants to get better as long as it thinks that that is what is necessary. And if you don't give it the environment or the stimulus to think it's necessary, it's just going to stay stagnant, it doesn't want to change. So again, if you lift the same five pound weights for the next two years, nothing's going to change. So you want to operate performance and mindset towards an area, but still improve that low level underneath health strength conditioning for your longevity. And I think that's where it becomes really, really important to balance out, you know, what is my anchor? What is important and have a realistic expectation of what's going to happen again, anchoring to the longer term time frame, not just 30 days, but years on end when you start thinking about optimizing peak performance that way. Yeah, always keep improving. I think, and we always, we have to understand too that times in our lives are going to be different. You know, you might have kids, you might work more at a job, you might be more stressed, but coming back to where you are and knowing that, you know, there are ups and downs in life, uh, but knowing that you can come back to that baseline and and work harder and you have a long-term goal so you know especially in business you know as as an entrepreneur you know that there's a lot of ups and downs in business but as Boy. long as long as the peaks and valleys continue to move up you're good <laughs> but there's there's always going to be peaks and valleys in life um so don't get discouraged if you know you are in a valley, you know, there's, there's always positive, positive things to look forward and to keep moving forward and to keep improving, uh, keep educating yourself, keep working towards a goal, keep exercising. Even if you fall off, uh, you can always come back on and, and go back like consistency, you said is key. It is key, but 
sometimes you're not going to go to the gym. Sometimes you are going to go on vacation. Sometimes you will be sick. Sometimes things in life just happen. Maybe something happens in your family. You lose a family member or you lose a job or whatever happens, but you always can come back and you always can get back on uh, and, and move back towards that goal of, of whatever it might be. So moving up and moving forward and towards your peak performance. Yeah. Yeah. I think when, when you look at it in that terms, and again, it's, uh, you learn a lot in the valleys, you learn more in the valleys than when you're on your peaks, your peaks, when you get to your peak, it's usually you've forgotten the lesson you learned on the last valley and it's time to ride that valley back down to learn the lesson, hopefully learning it quicker. So the valleys are shorter and you go back up to a newer peak soon. But I think you're right. I think, you know, in those moments where, you know, you let yourself go astray, you know, because of circumstances in life and you start feeling that, you know, physical ailments, things like that, that come from it. That's that start of that valley again to initiate back into, okay, what are the healthy habits? What are the mindset things? What are we doing? What were the maybe even meditation things I was doing when I was in more of a peak, you know, something happened here that threw me off. But, but what was it that was keeping me so well? Maybe I need to invest more time in this. And what was maybe working in my business or working here that I forgot about and I put it on automatic, but it wasn't actually all the way there yet. It wasn't flushed out. And so it didn't get to where it needed to go for me to be there. And so, again, these are great learning opportunities in these valleys to get to where you want to go ultimately in terms of your health, your life, your career. But you've got to take those lessons and learn them. And if you don't, continue to stack them on greater and greater returns, then that's where it becomes a problem. Like you said, if you keep riding the valley and don't learn the lesson, then you're going to just stay right across the line. You need to take those opportunities to learn and grow to ultimately get you where you want to go in terms of a peak performance in your life or at yeah. least better performance day in and day out. Yeah, absolutely. We forget. We, we're easy to forget. We're easy to forget things, you know? I think... I recently just same thing, actually, I, you know, I am really good about my meditations. I try to take a bath every night or a hot tub every night. It's too hot right now to take a hot tub every <laughs> night, but, you know, to do things to reduce stress, to do things to meditate and kind of just clear my day, clear my thoughts, take care of my health. Uh, I was really consistent with acupuncture and really good with supplements and I kind of fell off myself. And then I started not feeling well again. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? What do I need to do again? It's like, oh, duh, you know, get back to your routine, get back to what you were doing right when you were feeling your best. And, you know, once I got back into my routine, it's all the pieces started to fall into place. And it's like, duh, you know, so you, <laughs> It, you do you drop you forget and then you remember oh yeah this is what i was doing this is what i'm not doing now these are the things that i need to get back to because those are the things that help me to feel my best and to be my best and to go into work and and be the best for my clients and perform my best you know so yeah that's my little lesson for today <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's the same conversation I have with people coming in to, you know, work out again or starting into a program with us. And usually my first conversation was, you know, when was the last time you're feeling your best? And, you know, usually it's five, 10 years ago, two years ago, whatever it is, they come out and great. What were you doing at that time? 
well, I was regularly exercising. I was, you know, once it, once they start to say it and you hear it come out of yourself, you're like, oh, why not I just get back to that sooner? Why is it, why is it taking this question that what was I doing then that I'm not doing now to see that gap of like, this is, this is a simple bridge to cross, but we become so again, we start off on a great habit train. We break that habit somewhere and we, we automatically are going to fill it with a new habit. We're not good at not filling our time. I don't, I think boredom might be like the hardest thing for people to deal with. I think if you really wanted to torture, you know, friend or family member, make them sit in an uncomfortable room with no music, no phone, no anything. And I think you could watch people go crazy within 20 minutes nowadays because we're bad at it. So we're going to fill whatever that good positive habit is with something else. Doesn't mean it's a bad habit, negative habit, but it's going to get filled with something else almost instantaneously. And if it takes us away from our goal or what we're trying to achieve, then that's where we got to, okay, hop back into it quick, recognize that we need the old habits there. Even if it's only, you know, two, three weeks, you're going to notice the difference. And if it goes years, then there's going to be this big gap in terms of how you feel, where your health's at, those sort of things. And, and again, it's, it's not uncharacteristic of most humans to have those things happen. We are just creatures of habit. We're going to fill, we're going to take away, but the quicker that we can remember what we were doing when we're at our best, I think the quicker that we'll be able to get back to it and then ultimately continue on that growth journey with our health and fitness. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so your gym is track athletics. You are out of Akron, Ohio. Um, so if anybody is in that area and wants to stop by there, you are always welcome. Um, Sean, is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with any tips or advice or anything that you think that they need to know from you? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, again, it comes down to looking at where you are trying to make the biggest strides in your life and being very transparent with yourself on where you want to go and then anchoring into that importance. Again, if you're looking for that peak performance mindset, or again, the best part of your life to improve, you know, you have to know what it is. And then you have to know what are the things that are going to move the needle the most in that. So even if it is, I want to get to the next promotion in my career, right? Because it will help my family and I'll be able to provide better and I'll be able to do, you know, life better. You've got to understand that it's not just going to be the times that you spend in the office that are going to impact that. It's going to be times that you spend in the gym. It's going to be the times that you spend cooking healthy meals. It is going to be the times that you set up a nighttime routine so that you get proper sleep for yourself so that you can get there. And you've got to look at all those things and really set yourself at a, you know, advantage towards that goal. Take the opportunity to break down what's important, focus on it, optimize towards that so that you have the quality of life that you really want out of everything. And so I think that's the last big important thing for them. If they're looking for that, you know, how do I sum this all down? Optimize towards your goal by looking at all the things that impact it, not just the most obvious, clear one. You're absolutely right. I love that. It's so true. You have to look at all the things that affect it. And your health is definitely a huge factor. It's a huge factor. Without your health, you have nothing. So um, definitely, thank you so much for coming on the show. I super appreciate it. 
um, go visit Sean in Akron, Ohio at Track Athletics. And uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you for all your insight today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening today. If you're interested in any of our destination vacations or are de interested in uh, Sean's gym, please go visit him. And also you can come to destination vacations as well. So thank you so much. And we will see you all next week.